Thank you so much for joining me today on Just Praise Him Radio. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and my job is to inspire you to a closer walk with Christ. Now here's the show. Hello, believers. Welcome to the Just Praise Him radio program. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and the title of my message today is Do Not Give Place to the Devil Through Anger. So today we're going to be talking about anger, specifically the kind of anger called unrighteous anger that causes outbursts, especially if those outbursts are way out of proportion to the situation at hand. We're going to talk about what unrighteous anger is, how it got there, and how we can eliminate it from our lives. I'm also going to give you an example of righteous anger so you can see the difference in the two for anyone who doesn't uh, understand that difference. I'm going to be sharing some scriptures you can confess to rid yourself of anger if you have an anger problem. And we're going to pray a prayer to break any generational curse of anger off of you so you can be free of the spirit of anger once and for all. Okay, so there's two types of anger for us to look at. One is righteous anger. Righteous anger is not a bad thing. For an example of righteous anger, have you ever seen an image or a show or something like that that mocked Jesus or mocked his death? And you felt anger rise up in you at what was being depicted as him or his life? That is righteous anger. That's when you're angry over something being said about him or shown about him. Unrighteous anger has to do with us. Righteous anger has to do with him. That's how you can tell the difference. I have trouble with, well, anything that mocks the Lord, but especially anything that mocks the nine hours of agony he suffered for us on that cross as he died. And anyone who's a Christian should have a problem with that. Okay, unrighteous anger is a temptation with an assignment to bring destruction somewhere in your life through the emotion of anger. Unrighteous anger is when somebody says something about you or me and we get upset. So it's when somebody mocks us, not him. Unrighteous anger has to do with us. Righteous anger has to do with the Lord our God. Okay, I just wanted to be sure that we covered that so everybody understands the difference, just in case you don't know or you were ever confused about that. Someone said once, anger is one letter short of danger. Very well said. I'm going to tell you a story. Decades ago, I knew this one guy. If I remember correctly, he had just turned 21 when this happened. I did not know him at the time it happened. I, I knew him later. He was turning 21, and if I remember right, it was his birthday. He lived in, I want to say, New Jersey. And he decided for his birthday, he wanted to go visit New Orleans, Louisiana with some of his friends and go party. So, you know, they were from the Northeast. They just wanted to see what the Big Easy was about and see what the South was about and all that. I don't remember the details of how it happened because um, I haven't heard the story in a long time. I'm not still in touch with him. But somehow, I think they were in a bar, or they were bar hopping or something. They were in a bar in New Orleans, 
and a fight broke out between this guy and another man in the bar. When the fight had ended, he had accidentally killed the young man he was fighting. That young man he was fighting never went home from the bar that night, but neither did he. He was taken to jail, and he was sentenced to life without parole, and he will spend the rest of his natural life in Angola prison for one instance of anger. Just one. 21 years old. When I knew him, I want to say he was in his 50s, but I can't remember for sure. Unrighteous anger showed up with an assignment to bring destruction into his life and into the young man's life, and it succeeded. The wages of sin is always death. Whenever you sin, look at your life and realize that death is on its way to some part of your life. Anger sins can often bring the death of relationships, They can bring death to trust, to jobs, to friendships, you name it. The devil knows how to bring destruction into your life and into your family's life. He just needs one chance. Just one. A bad temper or an anger problem is just one example of a train wreck of destruction looking for a place to happen in your life. So if you know you have a problem with anger, let's talk about how you can get free before it destroys something beautiful in your life that you can never get back. Because I can tell you that happened to me many years ago, and I wish it had not. And I have witnessed it destroying relationships in other people's lives close to me, and it is tragic to see. It will cost you jobs, friends, positions, people's high opinion of you, and it will cost you privileges. And when it does, remember, it's your fault because you knew it was there and you knew you should deal with it and you didn't. I cannot count the number of people I have met over the years that think just because they have an anger problem that they have the right to go around abusing everyone else. No, you do not. And the Lord is going to recompense you for every time you did that. Our bad tempers do not glorify our beautiful, gentle Savior. Righteous anger is okay. That is anger over someone speaking ill of him or something like that. But our anger and tantrums are not that. Our anger and tantrums are of the unrighteous variety that are about us, and we need to get them under control before they destroy us or our relationship with somebody we love. Somebody once said that whatever sin you don't overcome will eventually overcome you. And that is the truth. You know, I never asked my friend who went to prison if there was abuse in his family, but growing up with abuse does cause anger problems. That will cause you, until you get control of the anger, to react way out of proportion to the situation at hand. You'll knock somebody out for the smallest thing, literally. Where there is anger, there is always pain underneath. Eckhart Tolle said that. Abuse can cause you 
to be like an explosion about to go off all the time. And your anger will just go through your life, destroying one relationship after another. It will cause you to lose jobs. It will cause people not to want to be around you. Nobody wants to hang out with a volcano that could erupt on them any second. Arnold Glasgow said, Temper destroys more homes than termites. That is the truth. What causes anger? Oliver Ross on Mediate.com said, We get angry when people, situations, and other stimuli don't meet our expectations. Guess what? Here's a newsflash for you. The world is not here to meet your expectations. And if you remember when we talked about unforgiveness, you may remember the whole progression. Offense, anger, resentment, which is anger being festered. It's anger that's been allowed to just stew. Bitterness and unforgiveness. We don't want any of that. It has been said that expectation is the greatest source of unhappiness. Have you ever gotten really upset at somebody and you just feel your blood pressure rising? Some people say, that just makes my blood boil. That is anger. And that boiling feeling is a giant red flag telling you that you need to get a handle on that or it's going to burn somebody. Sometimes the person it burns is us. Like my friend who got in the fight. Anger left unchecked is like a hurricane over open waters. It will rage on and on, destroying everything in its path until it has worn itself out. We don't want to be like hurricane, do we? The enemy can work through your anger to do a lot of damage in your life, particularly to your relationships and to how people view you and to any hope you have of being in ministry work if you don't get that in check. You know, there's a German proverb that says the best answer to anger is silence. Anger is said out of all the emotions to be the negative emotion that has the strongest and worst impact on our health. And just think about it. When you get angry, the stress of that anger causes your blood pressure to rise. It makes you grit your teeth, tense up your body, and your body, thinking it's in danger, releases stress hormones trying to save itself. That stress cocktail is not too damaging occasionally, but for people who have a chronic anger problem, it wears away at your good health. And high blood pressure is nothing to play around with, y'all. Not only does it damage your arteries and internal organs, but it causes strokes. And let me just tell you, as a person who had one of those kind of strokes, you don't want any of that. Arthur Gooderman in a a book of wrath, a book of poets' proverbs from 1924, said this, I took revenge, for I had suffered long, and my small right became enormous wrong. Everybody has anger at various times. We express and deal with that anger in the way we have found satisfies our needs. But those who deal with their anger in constructive ways instead of destructive ones fare far better in life. Years ago, in the 1980s, I worked for a man who had invented a machinery part that was then sold all over the world. I was his personal secretary there. We were not called admins back there, and we were called secretaries. I was his personal secretary, and um, I did, plus I did the payroll and a bunch of other stuff. 
He was a very successful inventor. This was not his first invention, in fact, uh, who had started his own company. But he was truly an ogre to work for. You know, some leaders are those wonderful examples that, you know, you want to be like them. But then there are those few who can only serve as horrible examples. He was one of those. He delighted in walking through the plant and screaming insults at people. He literally said it made him feel better. I don't think he cared how it made anyone else feel. One day, he screamed insults at me after I rejected his sexual advances. That was the last day he ever saw me. I did not tell my husband why I left that job other than he screamed at me because if I'd told him that, he would have gone up there and killed him and gone to prison. I walked very calmly to my desk, picked up my purse, and left. I was told later by the woman that I was friends with up there that he tried for three days to reach me by phone, to beg me to return, but I wouldn't take his calls. But I would not have returned to that job for any amount of money and allowed someone to treat me like that again. How sad is it that a man so smart he could invent things like machinery parts that were then sold all over the world, and he made a lot of money doing that. The last I heard, the company had gone public, and all the people who worked there who had kept their stock, because you got stock when you went to work for him, if you stayed a certain amount of time, made a fortune. I mean, like they made a lot of money. After the company went public, one of the men who worked there for a long time went out and bought a new Porsche. That's how much money he had made with his stock options. I could have stayed there and put up with it and made a whole bunch of money, but I would have hated my life. And I would have had no self-respect, no thank you. But how sad is it that a man that smart could invent things so fantastic that are used all over the world and yet refuse to treat people well so he could prosper even more? People work the hardest for people they like. And it takes time and money to hire and train somebody new. That's just foolishness. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows it costs you time and money every time you have to replace somebody. It's much smarter to nurture the people that you have and treat them well so they stay. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Ecclesiastes 7, nine. Anger rests in the bosom of fools. We don't want any of that, do we? Some people, like that man, are just perpetually angry. They're just angry all the time. They're mad. They're just mad at the whole world. Nobody really knows what they're mad about, and probably they don't either. That's so unpleasant. But they're angry at something, or some group of people, or somebody did them wrong. Let me give you a news flash. Just because you have an anger problem, that does not give you the right to take it out on whoever you want. Can I just tell you that? You do not have the right to spew your anger over something that happened to you a lifetime ago, a month ago, or an hour ago on me, on somebody else, on the people who work for you. None of us has that right, period. I don't care who you are or how special you think you are. You're not that special. God cares about how we treat other people. He cares about the impressions we are giving people because we represent him. You want to get into serious trouble with him? 
Just try going around, going off on everybody and watch how fast he will pull you aside. And I can tell you he will because he has done it to me. Roman emperor, soldier, and stoic philosopher, Marcus Aurelius. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Antonius Augustus, who lived from 121 to 180, once said, How much more grievous are the consequences of anger than the causes of it? And see, here's the thing about anger. When you have an anger problem, it got there some kind of way. All right. Somebody did something to you. Uh, you're frustrated with your life. I don't know. You know, I had an anger problem for many, many years and still deal with it from time to time when I don't keep my lip zipped. And it's from the abuse that started when I was about four years old. And it is my responsibility to get my anger in check. It is your responsibility to get your anger in check. All right. Okay. How much more grievous are the consequences of anger than the causes of it? The bottom line is the Lord is not pleased with our unrighteous anger. It is sin. Sin brings consequences. No matter who or what made you angry to start with, you have no right to take it out on other people. Your anger is your problem to solve, not theirs. If they don't meet your expectations, go find some other people. Because here's a newsflash for you. The world is not here to meet your expectations. The Lord wants us to bring all our negative feelings to him for help if we do not know how to solve them. If you have lost relationships or jobs or trust or anything else due to your anger, I would like to make some suggestions. I also have, and it's not fun. You do realize, don't you, that the reason I have so much material to preach about all the time is because of my own imperfections? True stories are the best stories, right? Okay, so here's some things that we can do. Number one, ask the Lord for his help. Take anything negative that you feel like. When I grieve really bad, sometimes I will, you know, I'm out walking my dogs or I'm doing something and I'm watching the world go by like nothing is going on, like we're not in the end of the end times and I grieve for the lost souls. I just grieve. I can't help it. Sometimes I deal with just, you know, knowing so much about what is coming because of the things he's shown me and he's told me that um, it makes you have negative feelings, let's say. I don't want to say I'm afraid because it's not exactly fear. It's probably maybe apprehension would be a better word. And I've talked to other people who also see the things, you know, and know what is coming and they feel the same thing. So I take that to him and say, Lord, you know, I want to know what's coming, but help me to handle what you're showing me. And, you know, and I'm, I'm angry about this injustice or that injustice or the things that I'm seeing happening. Could you help me to carry this, carry this load for me? Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Remember that verse? I don't have that in my notes or I'd give you the chapter and verse. So we want to ask him for his help. That's number one. Okay, number two, renew your mind in the Word of God. Now, the last time I had an incident, I made a list of scriptures about anger and turned them into confessions, which I then added to my daily prayers and decrees. And I'm going to read those to y'all in a minute. Number three, consider rewarding yourself. Make a, a promise to yourself that includes a reward. Like, let's say, you can all, and you can only have the reward if you meet the goal. Otherwise, you are cheating. No cheating, y'all. That's just wrong. Like, what if you committed 
You are not going to allow yourself to have an anger episode like for two weeks or 30 days or something like that. And then if you meet your goal, you get something special you've been wanting or something like that. Or you go eat a special place or, you know, something like that. That's just a suggestion. Okay, number four, pray the prayer that I'm about to give you to break the generational curse of anger. Number five, then and only then, after praying the prayer to break that curse, cast out the demons of anger, rage, and tantrums. Okay, I'm going to be doing all this stuff with y'all. Because I don't want any of that kind of anger, right? And I never told y'all this, I don't think. Or maybe I did. I have an anxiety disorder. I've had it since I was about four years old when the abuse started. And when I get under a lot of stress, it flares up really bad and I flip out. I have been known to throw things across the room and things like that when I don't get a handle on it first. And so I have to work very hard when I'm under a lot of stress to control that because the uh, alternative is to be on anti-anxiety medicine, which I refuse to take. I could solve the whole thing if I want to take drugs for the rest of my life. No, thank you. So um, I generally don't even talk about that because I hate that I have it, number one. And number two, I hate the way that it came in. Because I was just a little kid, you know. And that's not something that you can really be cured of. So I'm going to ask God to heal me of it. Alrighty then. I want to say a prayer for us. Lord God most high. I lift myself and every person under the sound of my voice to you right now. And we collectively ask for your help, Lord. Lord, anger is a problem for us down here in this world. The world around us has become an uncertain and sometimes very concerning place for us to live. You know, Lord, that laws are being made against us and that times will get worse, not better. So we need to get our anger under control. It can only make all that worse if we don't. Your word says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Strengthen us, Lord, against the sins of anger. We ask for help to become more like our Savior Jesus, who is so loving and so gentle and kind. We ask, Lord, that you would help us to recognize when our anger is flaring and the devil is trying to work destruction again. Help us to cast down those thoughts and give the whole situation to you, Lord, whatever it may be. Lead us and guide us and help us to be more like you. In Jesus' precious name, we ask it. Amen. Okay, now we're going to pray the... A prayer to break the generational curse of anger. It's kind of a long prayer. I'm going to go slow so y'all can repeat it. Father, I submit myself completely to you. I ask you to forgive me for my sin of believing the lies of the spirit of anger and all sins related to being angry and having a bad temper. I confess every sin of anger, temper, or spite, which I know are against what your word says right now, including losing my temper, being spiteful, being angry, and sinning, and going to bed angry. 
I know your word says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I am strong in you. And I repent, Lord. I repent of and renounce all thoughts of anger, temper, and spite. And I turn from all of those thoughts now. In Jesus' name. I commit to you. I will try my best to remember and cast down each one of those terrible thoughts as it presents itself to me. Please help me remember, precious Holy Spirit of God, as you bring all things to remembrance. I also come to you and repent on behalf of my forefathers for their sins of anger, temper, and spite, and of believing the lies of anger, temper, and spite, not to obtain forgiveness for them, which is not possible, but to ask you to remove the iniquity of those sins from me. And I ask you for that now in the name of Jesus. Now in the name of Jesus, my Savior, I command the generational curse of anger, temper, and spite to be broken off every area of my life right now. I command it to fall to the ground and become as nothing in Jesus' mighty name. And now I command every demon associated with anger, temper, spite, rage, or tantrums to clean up your filth, pick up your seeds, and depart from me and go into the abyss immediately in Jesus' name. I plead the precious blood of Jesus Christ over my mind, body, and life. Lord God, I praise you, and I thank you forevermore for the precious blood of Jesus and the authority of the name of Jesus that sets me free from this curse. Amen. Okay, I'm going to read you all the anger confessions. I'm going to tell you how to get a copy of them if you want them. I'm just going to read them to you like I say them. I am swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. That's James 1.19. I am not hasty in my spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. That's Ecclesiastes 7.9. I can be angry and sin not. I do not let the sun go down upon my wrath. Ephesians 4.26 She who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and she that rules her spirit than she that taketh the city. Proverbs 16.32 I am a servant of the Lord. The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, and patient. 2 Timothy 2.14 
She that hath no rule over her own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Proverbs twenty five twenty eight. I let no corrupt communications proceed out of my mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Ephesians 4.29 I am not a fool. A fool utters all her mind, but a wise woman keeps it in till afterwards. Proverbs 29.11 Whoso keeps her mouth and her tongue keeps her soul from troubles. Proverbs 21.23 I do not give place to the devil through anger. Ephesians 4.27 I let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from me along with all malice. Ephesians 4.30 The discretion of a woman defers her anger and it is her glory to pass over a transgression. Proverbs 19.11 To pass over a transgression, by the way, means, okay, somebody wronged you. They did something to you, and you just, you're just like, okay, we're just going to pretend that didn't happen. Okay. Now, if you prayed those prayers with me, you are on your way to conquering your anger problem. If you would like a copy of those anger confessions that I made for my own self, Send an email to me at wingsofprophecy at gmail.com and in all caps put in the subject line, Anger Confessions, please. And I will just send you a copy right back. I'll just hit reply and attach a copy of that PDF. And then you can print those out and say them aloud each day and it will help renew your mind and it will help you to overcome destructive anger tendencies. Okay, that's what I'm using them for. Because y'all, I'll tell you what, the world we live in, we need all the help we can get. But anytime you want to change how you think about something, the Word of God is what helps you do that. You renew your mind in the Word of God. It is said that it is impossible to pray or say the Word of God over something continually and for it not to change. I believe that's true. That's all I have for you today. I hope that this podcast has been a help to you. Jesus bless you. Thanks for listening. Y'all have a great week. By the way, for those of you who wished me well, I am almost all the way well now. Thank you so much. I was sick for about a month with something really wicked. I don't know what it was, but it was bad. I know two other people that were recovering from the same thing. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Just Praise Him Radio. You can contact me by mail at my new address, JPH Inc., Glenda Lomax, P.O. Box 60, Glencoe, Arkansas 72539, or by email at jphtoday at gmail.com. JPH is not affiliated with any nonprofit organization, church, or denomination. Do you know someone suffering from domestic violence or another form of abuse like verbal abuse? 
Did you know abuse has deep spiritual roots that cause abuse to be attracted to a person throughout their lifetime? Now, the Escaping Abuse Study Guide helps you discover and remove those spiritual roots so you won't be an abuse magnet. Get the Escaping Abuse Study Guide or get one for a friend. Available now on Amazon.com. Escaping Abuse Study Guide by Glenda Lomax. Available now on Amazon.com. Sidewalk Flowers Volume 1 is a collection of 58 short inspirational readings that will uplift, comfort, and encourage readers from every walk of life. Sidewalk Flowers includes inspirational tales and topics taken from the lives of everyday people who exhibited extraordinary wisdom, kindness, and courage while traveling the sidewalks of life. Get your copy of Sidewalk Flowers Volume 1 today, available in print and new audiobook. Sidewalk Flowers Volume 1 by Glenda Lomax, available on Amazon.com, in print or new audiobook. There is no one on earth who has not been wronged at some time in their life. Everyone has a story to tell. Everyone has been hurt by someone. The pain you have suffered does not make you special. It is what you do with that pain that sets you apart. Life can make you bitter or it can make you better. You choose. The only difference between the two is the I. Do you know someone who is going through a wilderness season right now? Have you heard about the Wilderness Companion Study Guide? It's a workbook with 41 lessons, including new stories from the wilderness and questions to help you work through your own wilderness experience. Read each lesson then complete the questions to apply the lesson to your own wilderness experience. Get your copy of the Wilderness Companion Study Guide today and get one for a friend. Available now on Amazon.com. The Wilderness Companion Study Guide by Glenda Lomax. Available on Amazon.com.